Yes, 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 people. It is episode 116 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, we're back in the car. Back in the car. And at large. Going to a bar. Having a jar. Couple of beers. I say cheese. Couple of eyes. Couple of ears. Alright, um, yeah, episode 116 of Griff's Brain Dub. It's me, Griff, uh, obviously. Driving. Driving home. Um, just visited family in Harlow Tan. Um, still in Harlow. So this is, you're keeping me company as I drive back to Hertfordshire. And um, tell you what, I am in fucking bits. I swear to God, since Beyonce's been on holiday, everything's gone wrong. Everything's gone wrong. I've got this fucking rash mouth um, on my sides, on the side of my body. Not on my penis. That's all you care about as a guy. As long as the rash isn't on my face or my penis, then, um, then I'm good. Like, this fucking painful man, what these steroid creams are put on him. They say he looks like an allergic reaction. I can't think of anything that I'm possibly allergic to, so I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's eight. Maybe we've got full blind eight. It's just flared up. Is that how it works? Just just get it. I'm sure that's how it works. But um <laughs> but like that's aching, my shoulders a mess. Dropped my mum's vase today. The water inside it shifted and all the weight because the weight shifted my shoulders not solidly set at the moment. Drop the bars. Bars in the break. Managed the water didn't go anywhere either, so that was alright. Um but shoulder my sides itching with this bloody rash. Then uh, played football this morning as well. For the first time, kicked a ball for the first time since August. 2018 so that is a whopping eight months eight months of not kicking the ball and um do what it was really fun i forgot how much i love playing football uh i'll tell you what my knees are absolutely fucked right now i thought it'd be the muscles and they'll probably hurt later but right now it's my knees i 10 minutes into the game i changed direction my left knee is oh, we don't do that we don't do that anymore Darren you, you can't you can't be changed direction like that my friend we don't do that anymore um, so my left knee is a bit tender and I thought am I actually injured or is it just my legs aren't used to having any pressure applied to them anymore and I think it was the latter so um, hopefully I can play football a bit more often in the coming weeks get a uh, Get some fitness back. Cause just the gym is just so boring, man. And with my shoulder, I can't really do the stuff I want to do in the gym. So yeah, man, that was my day. That's been my day so far. Then just chilling at home, having some happy saltfish at home because I'm Jamaican, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, it's been a cool day. It's been a nice day. Watching um, what's been Britain's Got Talent as well. Man, see Kojo. On there, get the golden ticket. Go on, Kojo. If you don't know Kojo, then uh, 
Comedian's been in the game for 20 years. He's actually on tour. I'm on tour with him. We're on the same tour. Um, so I talk about the tour. Um, but yeah, man. We've got Golden Buzz. There's some people going like, ah, oh, why is Kojo on Britain's Got Talent? He's been doing it for 20 years. He's famous enough, isn't he? I see some people going, he must have run out of money. So like, fuck off, man. This guy's provided so many opportunities for other comedians. He's done so much in the game. He's he's written theatre shows, TV shows, presented, sold out Hackney Empire, he's toured, he's been to America, done wild and out, and still the door isn't open to him. They still can't break down that door. So if he's got gone, Britain's got talent to break down that door, then my G, do that, man. And um, I believe I haven't heard any comedian say anything bad about him. No, no comedians I know anyway. There's a few comedians, got a few American friends who are trying to understand how he's in this position. It's like they couldn't wrap their head around the fact that he's not a failure. He's a guy who's done all the, they were suggesting all these things, like, well, why does he just go try to do it on his own? He did that. Yeah, well, fuck the industry, he should try and start his own club. He did that. He had a show televised from his own club. It's like, he's done all those things. And the door hasn't been opened. This guy is connected, man. He's Chappelle rates him, Hart rates him, Rock rates him. He'll rate him, man. So... Hopefully the rest of this country rates him and he gets um, he gets the shine he deserves. Fair play to the guy because um, when he was on tour, um, he was nothing but nice and humble to to me. And I'm I'm a new new guy and stuff. And um, yeah, he was, and he was messaging after the gig. He was just like just like nice nice guy, man. Decided to wish him well. Wish him well. He's, he, he headlined the very first show I ever did in comedy. The very first uh, proper show. He's left so. I didn't talk to him then because I, I didn't talk to any of the comedians. Except for Travis J. That's literally the only comedian I spoke to. Um, <laughs> that day, my very first gig. And stuff. It's like, oh, oh, please, that was really good. He's like, yeah, cheers, man. <laughs> Just chilled. If you've met Travis, he's a cool guy. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but talking about talk, was in Leicester yesterday. It's Jamaica 2, Africa 0. Now, here's the thing. I, I have to admit, we, we won because there was more of us in the crowd. Just marginally, because... The noise that Africa got, considered there's more Jamaicans in the crowd. I, if the crowd was 50-50, or if it was 30% Jamaican, 30% African, 40% neutral, yeah, they they would have taken it yesterday. So um, Team Africa are happy about this. Yeah, they're not happy about about these results. Maybe it's what it is. Um, but that no, Leicester, Leicester was wicked. It was in the Y Theatre. Uh, 250, 300s capacity, I think. Nice theatre, has like a balcony and stuff. I'm not sure what the sound quality of this must be like because I was here in the car driving along now and it, it sounds it sounds loud in this car. 
so I imagine, I apologise if you can't hear me properly. Um, I've been lazy and trying to get this podcast done. One go, so when I get home, I can just go to bed. But we'll see, we'll see. But I've been here with Leicester and Y Theatre. It's like a fucking TARDIS because it's in a YMCA. The YMCA building. What is that flashing? Oh, it's the light off the seatbelt. Sorry. Yeah, um, it's in the YMCA building. So it just looks like a pokey little room at the back of a bar. And then suddenly you walk in and there's boom! 300 seater theatre. Out of nowhere. And um, the crowd's freaking. That was fantastic. I was the second to last at the penultimate act of tonight. Um, switch the order around. Because my plan was just to do my shit in the first half and fuck off home. Uh, I was going to go home. I was tired of being in bed. But um, I switched all the rounds. So I had to stay to the end. And, um, that's how I did because it was fun. Really fun. Um, it was a bit wild. One of the comedians brought a friend along. And uh, let's just say she got a, she got a wee bit drunk. <laughs> just a wee bit drunk. And... Um, I started getting on some of the other comedians' nerves. Uh, she on my nerves because I just I just walked out of the room. I just did I I didn't entertain them. But I'm out of here. I'm I'm, I, I'm not gonna get into anything, I'm gonna say from room 21, but I don't need to be in this room. Okay. Someone else deal with this. So um yeah. Shit my mouth got so dry. Ah um, that's my coat from water when I get in. There's some grape soda in the car as well, because I'm black. <laughs> well, that's all about the Wahala tour. Um, other than that, went on a podcast this week, uh, Two Sides, One Coin podcast, which was pretty cool to go on. Uh, basically, one of the guys from the podcast, um, Jesus Christ, my mouth is so dry. Ah, I'm sorry. Ah. I don't want to open this physically. It's not cold. Save them. I want to battle through with this dry mouth. Yeah, sorry. So one of the guys on the podcast, they tweeted um, that these Jamaican versus African things need to stop. The detriment to black community. Comedians doing this stuff. Uh, you know, are they even that funny? And because soon I had to have this conversation on the ESM podcast um, as well uh, last week because I recorded the podcast while I was in Sheffield and then, well, so, yeah, I recorded my podcast while I was in Sheffield and then I went onto the ESM podcast after uh, via phone to discuss um, Africa versus Jamaica and those type of uh, shows. I saw quote is full podcasts covered the topic as well so hey we can listen to all those podcasts and talk about it but I said my piece on it um, I haven't actually been on the show uh, my thing is this right it's Jamaica versus Africa your jokes do not have to be anti anything you don't have to be anti Jamaican with your jokes you don't have to be anti African with your jokes just tell your jokes and that's it now me, um, 
I I wouldn't be comfortable telling anti-African jokes. I can tell jokes for Africans. The subject, I'm not going to tell jokes for Africans. The target, I'm not going to have a joke that says you look so African. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, that's just not me. That's not how I tell a joke. Um, so I'm having to generate some saliva in my mouth. Sorry. Yeah, so um, discussing it, saying that um, all these things about is it anti is it anti black to have these um, these type of shows? No, it can be though. And that's what we all could see. It can be. It can be offensive. It can be anti black. It can be juvenile. It can be unfunny. But to say it is. We don't know that until the jokes are told. Until the jokes are flying. And um, plus, you've got to look at the size of the crowds. People have got an appetite for these type of shows. And I think it's just healthy competition. I think it's uh, maybe it's brotherly love between Africa and Jamaica. A lot of people, a lot of people ask, why is it Jamaica, not the Caribbean? Um, simple answer to this, guys. Simple. There are so many fucking Jamaican comedians. That is it. They do have the shows where it's Caribbean, but there are so many Jamaicans in comedy. It's nuts. Without thinking, I can reel off right now. Slim, Ori, Crystal Savage, Dizzle, me, Spuds. That's it, just rolled off. Boom. That's six right there. And there are many many, many more, White Yard East Jamaica, that was another thing that came up, but White Yardie's uh, suitability to be performing at these type of shows where you're roasting other cultures, listen, Yardie's a Jamaican in it, so um, it's just a culture clash, why can't he be there, and, and he's a crowd winner, he brings crowds, so, you know, Silly not to have a guy like that at your show if you can get him there. Again, just another nice guy, just does his comedy, man. That's it, just does his comedy. So, that's nothing as well. What can you joke about? What can't you joke about? You know, you've heard me talk about comedy before, man. You can joke about anything. The aim of a joke isn't to be offensive, the aim of a joke is to be funny. There's comedians out there being offensive and not being funny, then no one's going to rate him. There's a comedian out there being funny, not being offensive, he'll be rated. There's a comedian who's being funny and offensive, he's, he's not offensive to people who aren't offended. So it's really that simple when it comes to that topic, when it comes to what can be said and what can't be said on stage. You know, I've seen comedians say stuff on stage that they shouldn't say because of their race or their gender. Or their sexuality, but listen, if you're funny with it, even the people in the crowd who are a subject, usually actually in the crowd, the people who are the subject of the joke find the joke funny, because they get the point you're making, whereas other people got so much prejudice, they hear that group's name mentioned, and they go, well that must be offensive, why, because if someone called me that, I'd be offended, for example, if I was telling a joke about gay people, right, 
gay people in. Usually, when I tell a joke that's about a specific group, there's someone in the room, and they'll come up to me after and go, hey, that joke you told about thing, that was very funny. Why? Because my jokes are subtle, and if you're in that community, you'll hear me tell a joke in a particular way that only you guys can hear it. But if you are from that culture, for that culture, for that group, you'll be like, what? That's offensive. You kill someone gay. This is like, that is within a joke in the context. You just heard me shout that at someone and thought it was offensive. That's not always the case. But, oh. Man, what, um, what else happened this week? What else? Was that, was that comedy on? Oh, shit, yes. Was that comedy on on um, Thursday? And I, I met the fantastic Sadia Azmat. Never met her before. And Jesus Christ, that is a funny, funny woman. Really fucking funny, man. Hope she just flies and goes places, because funny as hell. <laughs> I can't even say the things she said, because I don't understand all that material. But if you get a chance, if you see... This person's name, anywhere, Sadia Azmat, make sure you get yourself out of gig, because funny, funny woman, man. Um, ah, shit, throat. Tell me what else I want to say today. No, I had more things, what else did? Oh, of course! Spurs! Come on, Tottenham! Completely forgot. Almost forgot. The most magical moment in a new stadium. One nil. Spurs one. Mad City nil. Come on, you Spurs. Oh, brilliant. It were, it were, it were fucking wonderful. I tell you that. Fucking wonderful. I tell you. Um, yes. If you don't know, Spurs won one nil in the first leg of the Champions League. So by the time I do the next episode of this, Spurs could be out. You know, 7-1 on aggregate, so who knows. But while it stands, Tottenham are in the lead. 1-0, going to the second leg, 1-0 up. Needed just a draw to go through the next round. Um, but I don't think it's possible. I don't think we'll do it, but I hope we do. But I was at the grounds, I was at the game. Atmosphere flipping wild. Flipping mental. A great time. Uh, drank a lot before the game, drank a bit during the game, drank a little bit after the game as well. And um, it's getting calm myself down, it's just too excited, too excited about it all. And uh, I still need to actually pay Naomi her money. She's chasing me down for her bloody money, like an absolute bailiff. But, so I need to pay her before she's back from her. But one thing though, um, I was next to two two people got kicked, more than I say next to near two people, that got uh, kicked out of the stadium for persistent standing. Well, not really persistent standing. What happened was, they were standing, the, um, we were all standing, the stewards go, alright guys, you sit down please, they have to do this. It's not a new rule, it's not new stadium, new rules, new stadium, old rule, you have to sit down. This guy wasn't having any of it. Got fuck off. Got screw you. He's like, eh? No. I'm not fucking off. You 
you to sit down, son. Guy swung for the security guards. Now, listen, when I describe a security guard to you, he's not the type you should swing at. He's not a steward, yeah? He's not some 17-year-old who's doing this while at college. No. This is a full, big man, bouncer type security guard. Tattoos on the neck. There's dudes who just got that layer of fat above the muscle. So it makes them look super bulky. Yeah, like that thick layer of fat. Like they got like rhino skin. That's what this guy looked like. And this is the guy who this fad decided, yeah, I'm going to take the fuck off and swing a punch at him. And what made laugh is the guy who got kicked out was the guy and an absolute fucking moron before the game. Look at that fan, it's just like, you're too excited, bruv, nothing's happening. They should kick off five minutes in, it's balls down the upper end, we can't see, we sit down. We're singing, but we're sat down. Here it is now. What the fuck's this, Tottenham? Stand up! Go stand up, go support them! The fucking shit's the poor. He got kicked out, poked. Me and my brother have got a theory that these guys get coked up before the game, so they just get way too hyped for the match. Like, their energy level just doesn't match the map, like, what's going on. Even though there's 60,000 people in there, this guy's cokehead energy was, was drawing my attention. That annoyed me. I didn't want to look at him. <laughs> it took my attention. Then, um... Oh, dear. Yeah, but the game's great though. I wonder. They obviously won 4-0 yesterday as well. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, but what has happened this week, man? Um, oh, Julian Assange. Still like, I'm still on the fence, man. I don't really know what's happening with that footy. Because has he been extradited for revealing truths that weren't meant to be known about America? Or is it that... He's got that outstanding rape charge, right, back in Sweden. So, I mean, he probably should be out there, isn't it, in police custody somewhere. If you've got spying allegations and rape allegations, you need to, you know, you've you got to try and prove you're innocent. So, probably best to do that outside of a Ecuadorian embassy, if that's where it was, <laughs> Not remember his Ecuador. I feel like it is. Wow. But um, yeah, he's, he got arrested. He broke some international laws. Is the accusation that they waived his immunity without telling him. So I think how the world works is he'll uh, get off. He won't get sent to America and he'll sue. I think that's what will happen. <laughs> oh, freshly tarmacked road. Oh, you spoil us. Sorry, these things get excited about when you're a driver. Pretty sure I'll chip up a pothole somewhere. somewhere. Oh, God, guys, if you understood how tired I was right now. You know, you're so tired, you, you consider, like, not brushing your teeth before bed or not getting changed. You're like, if I just take my shoes off, I can sleep in these jeans. It's fine. Yeah, it's just, uh, Have you ever tried sleeping in, in your... Uh, have you fallen asleep in your full COVID? 
horrible, right? I fell asleep, I remember at my friend's wedding, so I fell asleep in my suit, face down on the bed. The problem was my, uh, my knee was resting at the edge of the bed, so the bottom part of my leg was hanging off. If I told you the crippling pain I was in the next day, I couldn't put any like pressure on my legs. So I just wiped out my knees. Ladies, ridiculous position. Oh my god, my eyes are so heavy. I have to keep on talking. If I didn't talk, I would have fell asleep for this journey, I'm pretty sure. There's been a few moments where my brain's died halfway through this uh, journey. And I've just started babbling about things I wasn't talking about. Like now! Like now. But, um. Oh man. If I was driving the most, I'd stop for a coffee. That is how tired I am. Oh! Last stretch, last stretch. Come on, Darren. Keep awake for the podcast for yourself. There we go, next turn. Sweet! So close to home. Um, so, yeah, Sonj has been arrested. What else has happened? It's all about Britain's Got Talent. Um, where the fuck's this talent? Oh, there's my lips. Um, what else has happened this week? Covered sport. Um, music. Anything happened to music? Any, any beefs? I don't think there's any beef going on music at the moment. Um, oh, Kodak Black. There you go, Kodak. Oh, sorry, Froman. Super drop. Yeah, so Kodak Black said this shit about Lauren London, right? So you go give her a year. Don't give me a year. You know where people cry for a year, shit. I ain't talking about now. Talk. But, you know, baby, you know, I'ma shoot my shot. I'm, I'ma holler. I'ma give her a year. She's gonna cry and shit. But, um, <laughs> that's that was called that black. It's my jeez. It's my jeez. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, so yeah, he said something disrespectful about Lauren London, uh, Nipsey Hussle. No, actually, yeah, because this whole Nipsey Hussle thing, it's been so strange for me because I didn't know him. Uh, I'm not saying that people should act like they knew him. I mean, I didn't know him musically. And I haven't bothered going through his back catalogue either. I just, I don't care. About his music, from what I know, he seemed like a, a real dude, a real nice guy, a real top guy, and it seems like, you know, the world's a bit fucked up in that respect. But I don't know, don't, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know much about the guy, but he seems like there was such a public outcry over his death or some shit. I mean, I, I played two songs on my radio show when I did that. But um, just don't know the guy. But back to Kodak for now. Kodak, uh, yeah, he wants to shoot his shot in a year. Now, uh, Lauren London hasn't said a thing. Why? Because there's nothing to say back to that, is there? Someone saying absolutely trashy things about you. You know, there's, there's nothing to, stuff to come back to. 
Do you park this place go? Yeah, my usual miss one. I've got to park on the grass verge. I'll be that guy. Got a there's a... Yeah, when is that consultation happening? It's consultation happening in my area about people parking on grass verges. Fucking up the scenery. Which is true. Really am. Especially it's wet. Oh, we spin out that mud. It's not very nice. Um, is this back boil off? I think it is. Straighten up. I'll put it on um all right oh dear back home outside the house yeah but the kodak black fig um the guy's obviously a moron isn't he he's quite ignorant it's not like he's this woke dude who's now said something fucking wild he's it's kodak fucking black man what do you expect <laughs> what do you expect from a guy like that and um it's a bit crazy like you got these rappers coming at him, T.I. game, like they care about, you know, women. Yeah, you've heard their songs, they don't give a shit. So, um, ah, oh man. But, uh, what else has happened in the world? Um, let me have a look. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm absolutely shattered. You're fucking happy. That's the first half of yawns on the podcast. I think that is the first time I've yawned. Let's just go on the timeline. Fabinho. Higuain. Tiger Woods. Fuck! I felt like he was going to win it. Fucking hell, why not do it? Why didn't I do it? Beer though. Fuck it though, he's gambling and gambling in hindsight. You know, oh, of course I saw that happening. Shut up. Well, Ty Goods on his first open, man. In how many years? It's 2005. Fucking hell. 14 years. That's a comeback. Because he really got to the bottom, man, when that happened. So, fair play to him. Fair play to him. What's this Guava Island I'm seeing? I need to see that. Oh dear, I know. I'm tired. Let's do um, a few dear Deirdre's and and get out of here, right? Shall we do that? I think so. Okay. Um, oh dear. I'm so buzzing, buzzing for this. Oh, let me text about my sister. She makes she's checking on on my life. I made it home safely. Uh, there you go. Yes, just reached. Cool. Uh, right. Oh, this is more. This is all adultery, isn't it? On dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, I'm having a, I'm having mind blowing sex and lots of fun with a girl I met online. But what do I do about my wife? I know she's in the way of your mind blowing sex, right? I've been married for seven years. I'm 30, and my wife is 24. We both have good careers and chose not to have children yet, at least. Um, but we're in a rut. We hardly speak anymore. We don't spend time together and just, uh, and I'll just go in through the motions. Our sex life is non-existence. I try to tell my wife how I feel, but to no avail. I booked a nice holiday to see if the spark was still there, but it had fizzled out long ago. Last month I start, I started looking at dating sites just out of curiosity and met my other woman. We are opposites in many ways, but that means she's black. This is a white guy and she's black. 
uh, many ways, but also have so many similarities. It's uncanny. She's 33 and single with a great body. I couldn't believe my luck. We talked for hours and she knows I'm married. Oh, dear. I don't know what's more dangerous. Being with somebody who knows you're married. Or being with somebody who doesn't know you're married. Because somebody's willing to be with you and you're married. And somebody who doesn't really have any scruples. So if it starts not going their way. Oh, it can get fucking mad for you. And you, with someone who doesn't know you're married. Yeah, I'm not sure. You might be with a sweet person who just like doesn't want to be. They don't want to be involved in your fuckery when they find out, so they just disappear. You, you don't know. Anyway, um, we first met at a pub outside town. Obviously, um, the attraction between us was so obvious, so we went back to a flat and had fantastic sex. I thought it'd be a one-off. She's a career girl, uh, though, and she and is happy to keep meeting for no string sex. The friendship I've discovered with her is brilliant. So this happens with guys. You like how many, you know how many like, casual relationships guys get into where they start thinking, rah, could this be more? Could this be more? Because the girl's so cool, no pressure on the guy, you know? She's just fucking cool about shit. That's a guy just like, oh, this is how relationships should be. And then yeah, you start going out of her, then fuck, intensity goes all wrong. Um, so yeah, what is it, um, I know it's wrong, let's try to close this door, what's this like, when, is this light going to go off, it's pissing me off, come on, dim, come on light, go off, it's pissing me off, I, just, I feel too exposed, I feel like I'm just, let me just pause. Let me pause the pod and then I'm going indoors rather than sat in my car. Right, lights got off. Right, so I'll, I'll, let me just knock these two dear dudes out. Right, um. She says, I know it's wrong, but I won't lie to myself about my feelings. I feel this new woman is for me, or is it just the thrill of the new? Yes, new pussy makes you feel happy. I feel something for my wife, but it's not love. It's probably, you know, obligation. You've been with her for seven years. Um, so do I throw it all away for my lover or should I just try to rekindle the love once I had with my wife? So you got to try and sort it out with your wife, man. And, um, if not, if that doesn't work out, then you just got to end it. But don't leave her for this woman because the grass isn't greener. You're just looking at different types of, you're not even looking at, you're not comparing garden for garden here. Yeah. You're comparing house to garden and you want a bit of fresh air. That's what's happening at the moment. That she, your wife's house, this woman's garden. So she's great at the moment because it's outside, it's sunny, the air's fresh. But when the weather changes, starts pouring down with rain, it gets cold. You'll want to be in a house, then in a garden. So that's all I'm saying on that. Right. Uh, woo! Next one. Dear Deirdre, my... That is a horrible picture. My wife <laughs> was disgusted when she discovered that I cross-dressed. Well, what do you expect, man? Because just thinks we're laughing. Oh, that's banter that you're stretching out my underwear. If you're man butt. Anyway, um, she's decided to stay with me but wants no part in it. Of course. I've been cross-dressing since my teens. 
And the urge to transform myself into a female sometimes is still as strong at 50. My wife is 45. When she, Wow, you managed to keep that locked for that long. When she was sorting stuff in the loft two years ago, she found my female clothing and makeup. She was disgusted. I do dress up occasionally in private, but I worry she'll find out. I just wish I could dress up freely at home and not feel as though I am doing something abnormal. <laughs> Imagine that, man. I think even the other way, that'd be weird. If I got home and Naomi's just in dude clothes, I'd be like, wait, who the fuck is in this house? <laughs> Whose clothes are these? It, it would throw me. So, um, fuck, that scared the shit out of me. Someone just walked by the car, but I didn't see him coming. Whew, fucking hell. Anyway, um, yeah, so what I'm going to say is, um, you know, just make sure when she's away, just start wanking. It's when they're out. Just just get your lady clothes on, mate. Have a little stri- striker pose and then go, all right, back to the geese clothes. And that's it. So, um, let's see, is this a... Wow. Um, dear Deirdre, at home, I have a good love life with my girlfriend, but sex with my stepsister is the best. It's been a crazy secret for the past two years. Uh, I'm 26, and my now girlfriend's 24. We were together for six years. Um, she's a sweet-tempered girl, but we and we rarely fall out. Wow, it seems we've got a really lovely girl here. My mum brought me up on her own and I was pleased when it seemed she'd finally found a nice bloke. They dated a while before I met him at a barbecue mum arranged at our house. There was me, my mum, plus him and his three grown-up kids. His two sons. My person just walked past. Um, his two sons seemed cool. I'm just locked this door here. Uh, yeah, it's too... <laughs> right, his two sons seemed cool and his daughter was lovely, like no girl I'd met before. Mum invited lots of friends, so it was a big crowd. My girlfriend was ill and so stayed at home. It was a hot summer day. We were all in the garden and knocking back beer. I went up to that girl and we started to chat. That girl was your stepsister. Well, you're not actually married, so. There was an instant attraction. She's a year younger than me. She mentioned she was living, leaving the next day to go back up north where she lives with her mum. Then she said she was cold and would like to go into the house. I led her inside, then upstairs to my bedroom. All the others were out in the sun. So it weren't that cold, it was fucking sunny. I mean, what, the, what kind of bullshit is that? It was cold out here. Everyone else is out in the sun drinking beers, tops off. Fucking hell, it's burning. It's like fucking Mallorca. And she's like, I'm cold. And she unbuttons a blouse. Right, um... All the others outside in the sun, so the house was empty. As we sat down to talk, we flirted a bit, and then she kissed me and pulled me towards her. We had wonderful sex on my bed. She smiled, and when we had finished, but said, this can't happen again. As my jizz dripped from the corner of her mouth. No, um, So when we said goodbye that evening, I thought, I thought that was it. But two days later, she found me on Facebook and we started messaging day after day. The sex has happened again. Lots of times. We have been meeting for sex every few months. Usually when she's down here to visit her dad, who has now married my mum. 
Oh, uh, we have been discreet and we're getting away with it uh, until my girlfriend found out last week by looking out on my laptop. Oh dear. She has dumped me and said she will be telling my mum. My stepsister is sexy and fun, but I fear my mum and her dad will not approve. Is it time to come clean? What's the legal uh, standard on that? Banging your step-sibling? Um, I don't think there is any legal thing. Step, I think step-siblings can fuck. And I think they can, but I mean... Yeah. It's weird because they've met as adults. They haven't met as kids and grown up together as brother and sister. They've met as full-blown adults who probably would have fancied each other if they weren't step things. So, yeah. But I think part of, yeah, I think me, I'd, my mum, like, if, yeah, if Naomi didn't exist and my mum met a guy who had a daughter that was my age, I think I'd just banter with my friends going, oh, my God, my mum's boyfriend's daughter, fucking fit. But, yes, her dad's getting with my mum, so, no. But if that doesn't work out, then it's going to be fucking awkward when they have to sit opposite a table with each other again because we start bagging. But, um, right, that's the end of the pod. Um, yeah, I've just got to go to bed. I'm falling into bits. 40 minutes, Jesus Christ. But, all right, I think that's a good use of time, driving home. I'm just sat in the car for 10 minutes. So, um, if I missed anything, there's probably something I was really meant to talk about, but fuck it. Yeah, just, just fuck it. Uh, if you're about, come down to Clapham. I'm gigging there. It's going to be a wild gig. I said Sa- Sadia Azmat I met this week. She'll be there. Filio Huff, Junior Booker, Kazim Jamal, Brandon Palmer, and your host, Nathan G. Books at Lotus Bar in Clapham. Do what I should let my cousin know. Fuck's sake, they live in Clapham. What is wrong with me? All right, that's the end of the pod. Cheers. <laughs>